you for tuning in to Can You Talk Mental Health. Today we have our very special featured guest, Mr. Jahai Kanti. Jahai Kanti is 26 years old, born in Brooklyn, East New York. Mr. Kanti was raised in Zone 6, Atlanta, Georgia. Jahai Kanti is an amateur boxer. Mr. Kanti is an IT specialist for the VA Hospital of Atlanta, Georgia, and also works at Ralph Lauren as an operations specialist and is my Brooklyn brother. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again for joining us today. We got my Brooklyn brother in the building, Jahai Kanti. Yo, yo, what it do, sir? Thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I'm so ready to get into this topic with you today. And so today, guys, we will be discussing self-love and grief as it relates to mental health. And so, Jahai, I want our viewers to understand you a little bit better today here on the podcast. And so what matters most in life to you? What matters most of life to me is time. Um, I say time because that's something that you can't get back and something that you have to value more than anything, more than money, love, relationships. Yes, those are important, but it's the time that you build with your family. It's the time that you have with money. It's the time that you have with these relationships, with these people, because your short amount of time could be the best time that these people don't have before they die or get sick or whatever may happen or... Uh, it might be a long time with a person been in a long relationship with a girl or, or a boyfriend, and it'd be terrible. So time is a very important thing. That's why I feel like it matters most in life, time. Yeah, and the fact that you can just never get that time back either, especially how you hit on, like, relationships and that, you know, today we will be raising awareness on self-love as it relates to mental health and just in those relationships where you take that time and it's just irreplaceable. Of course. Yeah, and so since we are also raising awareness on grief um, and mental health, I do want to discuss during periods of loss in your life, did you experience any trouble eating and maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, That comes with uh, depression and self-grief. Even if it's not self-grief, just grief from just others. Like you might see somebody else's energy might be grieving and you want to be there and comfort them. And you take on those those aspects of not eating, not sleeping. Not only when you are self-grieving, that just comes with depression. Those are symptoms of depression. So for all, everybody that's out there listening and tuning in right now, if you're not eating, if you're not sleeping, if you're having um, a loss of a healthy lifestyle, that is our major signs of being depressed. Right. And I always feel as though... When I'm already feeling down about myself, if I don't eat, because sometimes I can get so wrapped up in my own mind that it's like I can almost not even have an appetite, but I'll still be like, okay, I need to eat because knowing, you know, food is energy and that's right. fuel. So like if I'm giving myself the lack of the nourishment, I'm going to make my body feel even worse. So it's like the mental and the physical are already, you know, hand in hand. Exactly. Exactly. So you're destroying Yo, yo, your physical by not fueling it, and then that's corresponding and also attacking your mental. So, like you said, it's, it's both a correlation in itself. Yes, absolutely. And so, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And so, since you're already giving us some great insight and some great tips, um, what are some coping skills that have been the most helpful for you in your life? Um, prayer and music. Okay. 
Yes, definitely prayer and music. So can you tell our viewers a little bit more about like music? Because I know a little bit about like music therapy and how you can listen to music and it can kind of really transform you. So can you express to us more like how these coping skills really help you and could help our viewers potentially? Um, you got to know who, who you are. Um, just like everybody's not right brain, left brain. Everybody's not um, right-handed, left-handed. You know, science teaches us that everybody has left brain, right brain. I have a mathematical brain, you feel me? So I can't really translitify words and poetry and music, you know, like other people that could go in a studio and, and make music. I could listen to music and be like, yo, that's hard, that's hard. But I can't compose music myself. Because I don't have a, a, a liberal brain for that. Some people could just go in there and could pick up any instrument, could go in the studio and could sing, could rap. So music to me, music therapy is the words that I can't say is expressed through an artist that may be going through the same feelings that I'm going through, but they can express it in words that I'm trying to say, but I can't explain it because I don't have the same God-given talents that they do. Right. Yeah, I can feel that. And I can see that in how just other artists out there can be so impactful in a fan's life. And so this is kind of off topic, but since we're on the topic, because my favorite artist, I just want to name drop him. I mean, y'all might not care, but I care. So it's like we're already talking about it. So J. Cole is my favorite artist. Okay. I feel like, you know, real recognizes real. So I'm going to just For say sure. that. So um, who is your favorite artist? Uh, I got a couple. Um, you got to pick one because I just gave one now. So all the way around, it would be my boy Kevin Gates. <laughs> okay. It's it between him and Meek Mill, but Kevin Gates got me in the chokehold. I feel like that's a very controversial answer. <laughs> Kevin Gates. Okay. Period. <laughs> period. We're going to stand beside him and I'm going to stand beside mine. Copy. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us those coping skills and so Back onto the topic of self-love, um, how do you show yourself and how do you practice self-love for any of our viewers who may struggle with um, just appreciating themselves and showing themselves that self-love? What can you offer them as a tip? Um, first, staying healthy and fit um, because like we just previously mentioned, we're not eating, we're not sleeping, so you're not taking care of your physical body. And, and so that's one thing that I try to do. Get some jogs in, pull-ups in. I got a pull-up bar in my bathroom, do some push-ups. Just stay constantly working, staying fit, um, trying to look good. And me personally, I like fashion. So um, when I'm getting fly, when I'm going through retail therapy, I be having fun. I be laughing. I be kicking. I be matching my colors, looking good. You know, I'll call a couple friends, see if they like these pieces before I even purchase them. And it just make me feel good. So like I said, you just got to know you. Um, and this whole segment is just about people just learning who they are and how they battle depression because it took me a minute to find out who I was as a person, you know, and what I really like to do. So, right, absolutely. And just on the piece about like exercising and feeling good about yourself, I feel like that goes into like self love, in my personal opinion, in my life. Because I feel the same thing that you're saying. Whenever I feel good about myself, I just naturally just feel like I look good. Like things are just going good. Like, I don't know. Just being in that rhythm just gives me that extra boost. But we know how life is and we battle 
a lot of different struggles in life, but we got to overcome those things and think about the positives. Right, right. And thank you so much again for sharing that with us today. And that piece about fashion, my fashion boy, my Brooklyn boy, I love fashion as well. And so can we just dive off topic a little bit? And can you tell our viewers a little bit about what you're doing up here in Atlanta, Georgia, in regards to fashion and what you're out here doing for the community? For all my viewers out there that's listening, that's from the middle Georgia area, um, I used to put on fashion shows in the middle Georgia area when I was in college. Short story, I always wanted to be a model. I used to know this model. I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> I used to know this model growing up, and she used to tell me I wasn't attractive enough to be a model. So in high school, when um, the yearbook committee used to do fashion shows, I never wanted to attend because I never thought I was fly enough or attractive enough to either put on a show. So when I came to college, I just was like, man, Forget all of that. I started up the fashion club at Middle Georgia um, University. Went two years straight, putting on some awesome shows. And now I'm just back home. I'm not in Brooklyn, but where I was raised here in Atlanta. And I just want to put on shows for the community. And we have an Atlanta uh, Fashion Week in October. So my main goal is to try to put on a bigger show for the show in October. Two years was taken away from us for COVID, obvious. Um, and I got another show that I'm going to do a pre-show for the summer. Just, you know, just to rev the the audience back up, just, you know, get people to understand what we're doing. Yes, all right, you guys, y'all heard it here first. So out here in the community, look out for my boy Jahai Kanti, and he's going to be out here supporting our community and hosting a fashion show. And we want to see you guys there showing support. And so thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Problem, no problem. Um, so back onto our topics of self-love and grief as it relates to mental health. You know, I always love some tea. I just want you guys to come on here and tell us some tea. It's like, okay, we can talk about all these topics and we can ask these great questions for our youth and for society as a whole for us to just learn from each other and be easier on ourselves. And that's really the goal, you know, that we can just see that we all walk these lives and these experiences, but it's not mm -hmm. too different from the next person. Of course. Um, so y'all know I love to get to the tea. <laughs> and so self-love, I feel like it's so reflective in relationships. Because that's your partner. That's your twin flame. So that's your yin and your yang. So whatever you are representing, your partner should represent. So what's the tea, sir, man? What's yes, the tea, yes. man? And then you know we had to, y'all, y'all know we had to get a male on here for the <laughs> for the self-love and grief for relationships so we can just hear from the male side because I feel like, you know, male mental health is not really talked about today in society. So I definitely want to make sure that Can You Talk Mental Health is a platform for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And it's a lot of men that um, are suicidal. The The suicidal rate for um, men with depression are way higher than um, women, especially African-American men and men from uh, smaller diversities. Not just being African-American, because you could be a Afro-Latino or just a regular Latino and, and come from private neighborhoods or even Caucasian-American and come from private neighborhoods and want to take your life because... Nurture versus nature, and your, your environment is, is, is a struggle in itself. Absolutely. And so thank you so much for coming and, again, raising awareness with us. And so what is one of your non-negotiables in a relationship? Oh, this spicy. Uh, unloyal. And it's a, it's a loyalty is a big umbrella for different men. 
So just unloyal on the, on the terms of iron agreement as partners. That's that'd be the biggest one. And women that ain't fly. If it take you a long time to get fly, like if we start dating and like you just don't got those pieces, and you know we start shopping and dating, and you still not putting it together for real, and you see, uh, you just like, nah, I don't like those, and it don't got to be the hottest thing, but it be stuff that you know is fly, and everybody know it's fly, but she don't like, it, and she don't like nothing that's fly, and you be like, who taught you how to dress? <laughs> like, nah, like wait, wait, we asked one, you gave us two, so wait, what if she mad loyal though? She's so loyal to you, like she'll literally go to war. Okay. But she just ain't got it. Like she ain't picking it up. She don't. She don't oh, like no, your no. drip. Even if you buying it for her, she don't like it. It's just not her style. But she literally like golden. Oh well, that's fine. That, I, we, nobody can replace loyalty. Okay. That's that's, so that's, that's the non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. But just being a fashion guy, if she ain't got the, it's yeah, gonna be hard. it's kind of hard because like it's a lot of fly women and it's a lot of fly unattractive women. So it's like, how aren't you fly? You know what I'm saying? Like. Loyalty is hard to come by too, but, but like looks are not everything. That's why I said I said it's some it's some it's some girls that aren't attractive that are real fly. That's what I said. I did say that. <laughs> looks aren't everything. So it's just like, how is it given in like you can't dress? You know? Like, come on, babe. You ain't you don't like none of the pieces I'm getting you and I'm fly. And then it's like you not liking the pieces that your girls is wearing? Like, no. But I I'll take the loyalty over anything because it's like I'm going to have to sneak some pieces. Like, we'll okay. go to H&M. I'm going to just have to recycle some of her gear. Like, <laughs> she don't even know. Because you could take your old clothes to H&M. On some fashion tip, you could take your old clothes to H&M. And they'll give you a 25% off for your whole complete order. So, I do a lot of that. Like, taking my old garments to um, H&M. And they take the fabric, the cotton and fabric, wash it. And, you know, make new clothes out of it. Stuff like that. So, that's just like some, some green tip on fashion okay so. yeah i didn't know that so thank you for even for myself for the tip oh yeah for sure um, and for our viewers and so uh just back on our topic about self-love what does satisfaction mean to you in your life um that is a great question and honestly is what you want to do in your life like whatever breeds you to be successful like don't care about what nobody odds is stacked against you. Like, oh, it's one in a million to get to the NBA. Okay, perfect. Thank you for those statistics. That's all they are, are statistics. But what they don't teach you in math, because like I mentioned before, I got mathematical brain. There's a lot of outliers in statistics. That Those are the ones that make it. As long as you got God and yourself or whoever you believe in and just faith in yourself, manifesting yourself and just put forth forward. And move with love, you're going to get to where you want to go. Just got to do the right thing. Don't be successful being the wrong person because then that don't work. You know what I'm saying? It's no good robbers. It's no good drug dealers. It's no good thieves. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to be the best basketball player, the best doctor, best lawyer, best policeman, best fireman, be those successful people. Don't be the best successful bad person because there's no such thing. Right, yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that with our viewers today, especially for our youth who may be listening that, again, that they can just do anything out here in this world, but just meaning that is success for them and their level of satisfaction. Right. And just making sure, you know, that you're comfortable within yourself with what right. you're doing. Right. Don't, Live your dreams through you. Don't let nobody tell you that you got to be a fly guy if you're not a fly guy. Right. Don't let nobody tell you you got to have all the girls 
but you a lover boy. You you don't stay in your lane, whatever right. your lane is. And so since we just discussed what satisfaction in life means to you and like in your opinion, in your own words, uh, what does happiness mean to you in your own words? When you satisfy when doing something, you're going to smile. So I would say smiling. If I'm happy and satisfied and doing, the, like I said before, the right thing, I'm going to smile about it. I'm going to feel good about it. And, and that's bringing me genuinely happiness because I'm doing the right thing. It's making me feel good. I don't care who who didn't see me. I know it was good. It, it, it made me smile. Like Yeah. Okay. So you just know, like, for you, happiness is like a physical thing. Like, you have to physically feel like that just feel good, physical comfort, good about yourself. But, like, you don't need no external validation. I would like some external validation. But sometimes the external validation that we get is jealousy. Because mm-hmm. they didn't do what they could have did. They didn't do what you did or they wanted to do what you did but just didn't do it so you don't really know who's jealous when you come with external love well for those i don't know your religious preference but i know in the bible you know it really says that you're not even supposed to vent Mm. so some things are better left unsaid for sure some things you do have to keep to yourself and keep in private even though you don't want to have that attitude that people have malicious intent i just would not prefer to put something out that is premature where someone could come into what you're doing agreed and also going back to what you said biblically the bible also says your right hand shouldn't know what your left hand is doing right and then also if we keep it it biblically it says that be a generous giver but it's not to you know we're not to give and to appease man, because everything that you do, if you really believe in the scripture, God is keeping a track of everything you do. So if you're giving generously in your life and just tithing in the way that you're living, God's going to be pouring overflow anyways mm-hmm. without having to um, glorify it. Exactly. Can I go off topic? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So like you just mentioned, like with overflow, shout out to you and your book drive. <laughs> You know, you having a, a book drive and your first donation of books was triple scores, over 100 books. Yeah. So that's an overflow right there. Like, And you was just feeling like you knew you was doing the right thing, but you just was like, uh, maybe I'll get 20 books. That's a good start. But that's a marvelous start to have 100 plus books. Yeah, well, I was just thinking more. I'm very humble. Um, Just a personal disclosure. God is like the forefront of whatever I do. And so I know when entering something, I want to be a humble, generous giver. And so I don't want to do anything for boasting of man. So if I go into something and I say, oh, I want a thousand books. Well, it's like, is that my ego wants a thousand books or am I being a humble, generous giver? Like I can give this much. I believe that God can give me this much in my kingdom and and everyone around me. I believed we could set this goal. And so it was so funny to be a believer and know that I can set this goal. And then God can see me like humbly setting a goal that I know that my community can achieve without being gloating and wanting to do anything excessive. And then God like give excess. Right. It's just it just gives me reassurance as a believer that I'm in tune with where I'm headed. But yeah, overflow is so crazy. God is so amazing. Um, yeah, our first inaugural book drive. So be on the lookout for our book drives. Can you talk mental health? We did have overflow and we're able to surpass what we thought we would be able to. So you can check out on our social medias more into our book drive and to keep a lookout for our book drive. <laughs>
So thank you, um, Jahai, for yeah. sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I love it. Um, and so back. Okay, let me steer us. I'm steering us back on topic, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when I get my friends in here, it's hard to like stay on topic. Ooh. I got another spicy question. I really love the spicy questions, y'all. I just love the tea. What's with you in this tea, man? What's, what is tea? <laughs> okay, tea to me is like, okay, I'm a woman, okay? So you're the first male in here. So I feel right. like anything is tea at this point because <laughs> I don't know, like, I have brothers. So of course I've had guidance in my life and my father, however, it's just, having like a male perspective that's my age everything is tea like i'm just speaking for myself everything is tea because it's like dang what are you really thinking like what are y'all thinking <laughs> and so i just be wanting to know like at least throw in some spicy questions because we are talking about such sensitive topics and i'm so thankful to everyone who comes in and shares a seat and offers a light on these sensitive topics and so yeah you know but that's tea so <laughs> And so as a man coming onto our podcast and speaking on self-love and grief as it relates to mental health, do you think it's hard to say that you're wrong? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. That come with maturing. That come with being a man. That that come with being a man. That come with maturing. Like, nah. Not at all. Men say that they're wrong. Men say sorry. Men cry. If they ever tell you that men don't do none of those things, they're lying. Mm -hmm. Because... That's what little boys do. They cry. They blame other people. They project their feelings. Real men say, yo, bae, for example, or dad or mom, I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. I apologize. Can you forgive me? Now, that's up to the person that you're telling that to, if they're going to forgive you or not. You know what I'm saying? My grandmother used to always tell me, I forgive you, but I'll never forget. And I was young, like, All right, I got away with the forgive me. But as I got older, she never forgot what I had did. Like, you know what I'm saying? And she used to be like, I couldn't do this for you because you remember when you did this or it wasn't like it was tit for tat but it was always a remembering like don't do things to people because yes they will forgive you but subconsciously you can't forget you triggered them or, or you did something that was wrong or whatever the situation where you had to say you were wrong so do you think as someone who may be a wrongdoer or someone who you know may not be able to say when they're wrong and just not even like thinking about the fact that the other person won't forget. Like what advice would you give them moving forward if they wanted to be with someone and work something out with them, but they're not willing to, you know, take accountability as the wrongdoer? Like what would you say to them as a man? Um, are you having trouble reading? That would be the first question that I, I'll ask them, honestly. Mm -hmm. Illiteracy comes from immaturity. A lot of people lack illiteracy. Like a lot of people just aren't, common sense literate or just book literate so it just when somebody's dropping real gems it, it the truth hurts and some people don't can't understand like they got to take the truth and just understand like ah, okay this is knowledge some people take the truth and be like oh you being mean to me that's immaturity that's immaturity so you know it just come with growing up a lot of people got to read more too yeah yeah, and if y'all need some books, you know, get at. Y'all know I'm, I'm the librarian, I'm the book lady, I'm everything. Come get at me. Uh, For sure. And so I do want to get into more about you and more reflective of you because you are the first male coming onto And You Talk Mental Health. 
um, to just spread light and awareness on self-love and grief as it relates to mental health. And so how do you want to be remembered, you Jahai Kansi? Um, I just want to be remembered for being a great person, being fly, and just helping my community. And I myself does something totally different from the members of my community or my peers or my, um, my family. So um, shout out to my uncle. He uh, does a lot of marvelous things in the community where, <laughs> where we from. Um, in Brooklyn, we do actually a coat drive every year from um, in February. I lost my mom when I was two years old in a, in, a, in a horrific car crash that left her and my younger brother, who she was pregnant with at the time, um, deceased. We just go back from uh, in February, uh, the month of her passing, we go and go into East New York Boulevard, um, London Projects area. And we just give coats back to the the youth. It's New York. It's, it's cold. So, you know, we, we give coats, scarves, hoodies, ties, socks, gloves. Um, and that's called the, the Shana Canty Coat Drive, annual coat drive. Um, we're also doing the Lady J Foundation for Underprivileged Girls um, that need scholarships to go to school. We're locked in where he, he 22 years incarcerated. So... When my mother was passed away, my uncle was in, in, in state prison. So he, he has a podcast where he does, um, we locked in. And basically his whole agenda in New York, New Jersey, in the tri-state area is, to, is to, to prevent underage black kids and minorities to stop gangbanging because there's only one place that's going to lead you to, prison or death. So, and he's reformed. And so it's just like, I... I knew about these concepts while he was in prison and he asked me to come on board with him. And, and we, we just changing the community slowly but surely that he's doing that in that sector of just, you know, um, reforming from the ghettos. And I, I want to do it different. Um, yeah, I still help with the cold drive. I still be helping give fly gear to the, to the communities. That's, you know, that's my, where my pitch come in at. But I also want to help with kids that's not learning too much art in school, not really taking up wood shop, not really taking up. Um, liberal arts um, in their middle schools and their high schools, they're they missing out on a lot of opportunities um, because they, they always say art is a dying breed. And that's not necessarily true because you got a lot of architectures that's making a lot of money. You have a lot of artists that are making a lot of money. You have a lot of places where you need those liberal arts fields, sculptors, brick masons. I want to like start opening up kid museums and Start doing a lot of stuff with kids could really take on the aspects of art and opening other sectors of their brain that they probably don't even know is open yet, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And so for our viewers today, um, just again, shout out to Unc out there in Brooklyn, New York, doing his thing. For any of our viewers listening, go ahead and check out everything that he is doing that Jahai just shared with us today. And for our viewers, can you please name drop Unc's nonprofit? Um, it's called Conscious Minds Endeavors. Once again, that is Conscious Minds Endeavors. And the slogan behind that is, it's like a chessboard. Make your next move be your best move. Period. So y'all heard it here first. So go ahead and tap in. And y'all got our social media. So you can feel free to go through that avenue as well for anyone out there in the New York area. And so you did just tell us just a little bit about your childhood. And so just to finish this off with you today for sitting with us and all our viewers and getting to know you and just giving a spotlight for the male voice for mental health, because 
there's not a lot of that that we see out in society where men are just sharing their side of things and their journey and their struggles. So thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And again, since you did discuss a little piece about your lifestyle when you were growing up and your mindset and just your own trials and tribulations, um, just what's one thing, if you could think of one thing, just being as an adult you are today and for our youth who may be listening, um, what would you tell your 13-year-old self today as it relates to self-love and grief and mental health? I would tell myself that the people that you love the most, that you honestly say you love, they will miss you more if you were gone than if you were still here. Because you might feel like, yeah, they love you halfway because they mean or they do certain things to you. But you are more loved, missed, and thought about missed than you are here. And still cherish that time while you're here because that's irreplaceable. Because when you are eventually gone, all that person has is those memories, that time that we previously mentioned. All, everything that we talked about in this podcast kind of correlates to this last question. And it's just like a lot of people growing up going through like certain losses, such as myself. I lost my mom at two. Uh, my dad wasn't in my life. So it's just like I... I I'm not going to say I was born with depression, but I had early starts of depression early. So what I would tell my 13-year-old self is just like, those people love you. They do. Tough love is real, and it builds character. That's why we lived to about 26, and we watched a lot of people die at 18, 17, 21. They didn't make it to 26 because a lot of people didn't give them tough love, or they took that tough love, and they was immature about it. And they got in predicaments where it led them astray. So, hmm. Well, that's real. And thank you so much again for coming on, being vulnerable, sharing a light for our males to come on and just be open and to discuss mental health. Um, and so thank you so much again, Mr. Jahai Kanti. Oh, yes, man. Like, first male, I ain't going to lie. I really think I killed it. Like, it was a good segment. It just felt so good to be in this atmosphere um, and just really talk. And, you know, just talk about certain things and like it's, it's it's cool because like right now it's just me and you. We talking about it. But it's like, I don't know who might be listening. They might actually hear my story and be like, yo, I'm going through the same thing. and This might be helping me. And, yo, shout out to him. So I just want to raise the bar high for all the guys that's about to come on here in the future. And I want to just raise the bar high for all the viewers that's going through depression and, and, and need the self-love because I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to get on here and say I love you because now I don't know none of the listeners. I probably know a couple of y'all, but I love y'all. But I, don't, I can't say I love everybody. I don't know them, you know, but there's <laughs> people out here that just need to hear that. No, we love you. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm hey I love you. I don't want to be blind hating and be like, I love them. I don't know them for real. Like, that's a little weird, but everybody need love and I understand the hey, love is reciprocated. You, you can come to Can You Talk Mental Health and we love you. Nah, for sure. <laughs> we moving with a lot of love over here. So just thank you for having me. It was fun. I love the atmosphere. It was just so cool. Like, I think a lot of more people should reach out and just, just talk. Like, because a lot of people don't have people to talk to. And this was so cool. Like, I ain't never been on the podcast before and I, I, I killed it, <laughs> I think. Yes, yes, absolutely. You did kill it.
And so thank you so much again to our viewers for sitting with me and Mr. Jahai Kansi. And as always, I hope that you guys find clarity in knowing that you are not alone in your unseen battles. Thank you so much for tuning in to Can You Talk Mental Health. Can I talk to you soon?